This is Revival with Reverend Dennis Wilson, recorded April the 21st, 2021, here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church. For such a time as this, part five, to hear all eight services in the series, For Such a Time as This, with Reverend Dennis Wilson, go to our Facebook page or YouTube channel. Will you look at somebody and say your love to the Lord tonight? Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for what you're going to do tonight in the next few moments. This is your service. I know, Lord, we've uh, a lot of music, but it's been wonderful. Lord, bless the young people. Oh, God, bless them tonight. Bless the uh, others that came, all of us, Lord, young and old alike. Fill us with the Holy Spirit tonight. Those watching online, heal, deliver, and set free. And everybody said amen. amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap off and a praise. I won't do this all tonight, but I just want to tell you how many were here last night and uh, did the declaration concerning our mind. How many were here last night? Uh, I preached for the last two nights. I've been preaching about the mind being renewed, and I've never uh, done this before. But uh, tomorrow we'll have that in uh, not only on the, on the screen for us to declare it, but we're going to have hard copies for all of those that want to take that home. How many of you know your mind is the battlefield? That's why when somebody said one time, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind, I said, you better not. You can't afford to lose any. <laughs> but say this with me. I declare over my mind that I have the mind of Christ. I'm not confused. I'm not in fear. I'm not afraid. I have the mind of Christ. I don't think like the world. I think like heaven declares because my mind is renewed my mind is revived and my mind is redeemed and I have the mind of Christ let me just put this part that came into my spirit right now I understand things that some people don't understand I see things that some people don't see because I have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. Give the Lord a glory clap offering. Hallelujah. And in case you don't understand that, let me just bless your heart right now. And then I'm going to quickly go into what God has given me for you tonight. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, the Lord gave this to me for you tonight. Let me just bless you tonight. We understand, we've been talking about the supernatural. We understand that this place is filled with the glory of God. And that while we're saying that, the angels of God are all around this place. And we just remind any stinking demon that might have tried to slip in, you're not welcome here. And we plead the blood of Jesus on this place. We hallow and sanctify every mind here tonight. Glory to God. Some people don't understand, that's why... King Saul found peace temporarily because the worship drove every demon away. And it was in that freedom that he could have been free, but he never took it. So in this freedom tonight, you can be free. That's the mistake people make. They walk out of that liberty back into bondage. But let me just bless you tonight while you're here. What's your address here in this church? One... 12? Each ranch? Blanche. Blanche. Oh, sorry. 
while you're here in Pine Level. In the physical, in your spirit, you are seated with him in heavenly places. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. There where the tempest will never be sweeping us. Won't it be wonderful there? But even right now, while you're on planet earth, you are seated in heavenly places. The Lord has given me a, a particular divine word for you tonight. I mean, I know it's from God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Timothy, the first chapter. Thank you guys for being here tonight. Glory to God. Before I read the opening scripture, I want to talk about, uh, in fact, you know what? Let's just read one through seven. If you don't mind, I'm sorry. I'm going to read to you what the word fear means. Fear means a feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something or the safety and well-being of someone. It is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something is dangerous and likely to cause you pain or harm. Today the Holy Ghost plainly put this in my spirit to preach on you. Do not be afraid of your giant. Everybody say, I don't want to fear. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and the Lord Jesus, our hope. There is a hope. Second verse. Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, our Lord. I urge you when I went into Macedonia and remain in Ephesus that I may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Nor give heed to fables. Look at somebody and say, don't believe somebody's stories if they're against the word of God. That's all right. Go ahead and say it. It's a long. Thank you. Which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith. Which some have strayed, having turned aside to idle talk. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say, nor the things which they affirm. And can we say, God bless the word. I'm going to talk to you tonight and again in Timothy, but at the same time, I'll tell you what the verse says and then we're going to talk about these verses. He went on to say right into Timothy, for God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's say that again. God has not given us a spirit of 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We're going to do it one last time. I know it's redundant, but just say it with me again. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Now, what are you talking about tonight with all this? All week, I told Brother Barbie this today. As much as I have ever in, in the last several years have felt and direction for a local church, not your business, I, I don't get into that, but I'm talking about a word from heaven. I have been dealing with the mind. And I know emphatically the last two services, especially, that God has been telling us, get your mind renewed. Because the enemy and people will try to influence your mind. Now, we talk about, y'all with me for a minute? Let me, let me just go into a little teaching here for a second. We know that the human person being, in which most of you are, is made of three parts. The mind, the will, the emotion is in the soulish realm. But man is made of body, soul, and spirit. Why is so much talk uh, in the scriptures about your soul? Because your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Why did Peter say, I would that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul does prosper? He wasn't just talking about your relationship with God. He was talking about your soul being illuminated by the word of God. Y'all with me? Now, we, how many ever had a nightmare? <laughs> when you have a nightmare, your subconscious or whatever causes you to live out a dream or an occurrence while you're in a sleep mode. And I'm not going to go into the, uh, the, 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 the depths of sleep. I'm not here to be philosophical. I just want to tell you that your mind can play tricks on you. And everything that you do out of emotion comes out of your soul, which your mind is part of. If the enemy can pollute your mind, he can pollute your soul. And if your soul is affected, it can affect your faith. Y'all with me? Now, example. How many's ever had a spirit of paranoia? Even if it's not you, how many has ever looked over at somebody and they happen to be laughing and then look at you and the devil said, they're talking about you. Yeah. They don't like you. They don't know. Your mind can tell you things that have nothing to do with reality. And I'm not saying you're schizophrenic. 
You all just stand with me now as I get ready to preach this message. I'm telling you that the battleground is your mind. When a commercial comes on that shows me that carrot cake I would love to have tonight. It does not appeal to my body. It goes to my mind. My body follows right after. Y'all with me? It appeals to my will, my emotions, and if I'm not even hungry, I'm hungry after seeing that commercial. If I'm not even, why? Because they, are tra- they have trained themselves to try to appeal to the emotions or the mind or the will of men. I've got a word for somebody tonight. God's about to set somebody free. I know that the Lord told me tonight to preach against the spirit of fear. Amen. Now fear comes in different forms, but I'm specifically going to use some stories about giant. But we live in a world that capitalizes, especially right now, on fear. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, the, 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 uh, that COVID's not real. I'm not saying that diseases are not real. But I will tell you, as a child of God, you are not to be led and moved by your fear. You are to be moved and motivated and led by your faith, which is the opposite of fear. Now, the enemy will appeal to your mind to try to affect your soul, which will affect your actions. Come on. And your mind controls all of those things. And I tell you, it's the, it's the God's truth. I cannot even be hungry and see certain commercials, and I'm hungry. I can be driving a nice car and see a commercial about a better car and I want that car. It doesn't appeal to my flesh in my, my right here. Everybody say right here. I'm telling you that the devil has manipulated God's people long enough and that a holy boldness is about to come on us like we have never had before. And tonight somebody is going to be set free from the spirit of fear. Glory to God. And it attacks in all kind of ways. Listen, the enemy, the Bible declares, now if the devil is anything, and I'm not here to give him glory, but the Bible says, and I told you the other night, I'm a boxing fanatic. And I know, uh, and you are too, I know, I know that watching many fights, they'll talk about, they'll ask, uh, in fact, here a while back, one of the fighters, he said, did you study tapes of your opponent? Why? Because you want to find out if he has a right cross or a left hook or a right uppercut. You study if he's a southpaw. You want to know your adversary. That's why the Bible said that we know our adversary. 
and he is mad, he knows his time is short. And if you act like that he's not trying to discourage you and to discombobulate you, you're living in a dream world. But I want to tell you, a fresh revelation is about to come on God's people. We've had enough of that stinking devil. We've had enough of his lies. We've had enough of his character. We're going to rise above what he has told us and say, you are a liar and the father of it. If he's anything, he's a good liar. Y'all with me? Let me tell you how good a liar is. Everybody say a liar. He's in heaven. He's the worship leader. And I, if I was doing a worship seminar, you singers, I want to tell you, that's why the stage has to be very careful. Because you deal close to the soulish realm. Musicians are moody. Actors are moody. Artistic people are moody. Why? Because you're close to the soulish realm. That's why a lot of affairs happen on the stage. Because you're close to emotions. You're, you're an emotional being. And as an artist, you're even more crazy. Now, what are you saying? The, the devil was son of the morning, was the worship leader in heaven. The spirit of pride was born in him. So he said, I will exalt myself against God. Now this is how good a liar he is. Here you are living in heaven. And here you are the worship leader. You see the glory of God. You see the majesty of the Trinity. You're there in heaven. And yet you have such an ability to lie that you con one third of the angels to think that you can become God. If you think that if he can con a third of the angels that saw God's glory, what about you and I? That's why we have got to know what God said and say covered by the blood of Jesus to protect our minds. And God sent me here tonight on a Wednesday night and to those watching to tell you that one of the number one things that he's using is the spirit of fear. You can't leave your house. You can't do right. Your kids are going to go to hell. The devil's a liar. God's about to send revival. Get ready. I'm going to go broke if I give. I'm going to do this. Everybody say fear. fear. So if he can lie a third of the angels out of heaven, where do you think you stand? And his right here, right here is where he starts. So he will manipulate circumstances to affect your soulish realm. All you women, smile at me. Because you already know I'm on your side. If I'm, an, if I'm ever around a, a man and a wife and they're having an argument, I'm going to take it for the woman all day long. I ain't a dummy. Can I get, can I get a witness? Mm, it's just the way it is. But in the Garden of Eden... The Bible declares that Eve's there. She's looking at the fruit. Did you know the word picture when she looks at the fruit in the, in the original text, the word says that it's delicate. What that literally meant is that it was dainty and beautiful. He appealed to her human. 
Because it may vary from woman to woman, but I want to tell you right now, you like beautiful things. Men might as well stop it, trying to fix it, trying to stop it. It don't matter if they've got 100 shoes, they're going to want 200. If they've got empty closets or if they've got full closets, they're going to want pretty things. It's inside of them. You can't stop it. So go ahead and go with the flow. He appealed to her nature as a female. Some of you guys couldn't care less. He did not say that's right. Is this your wife? How long have you been married? Hey, oh, it's a miracle. <laughs> It's the truth. They like things that we never understand. They want particular things. Why? It's, it's inside of them. It, you can't escape it. So when the enemy attracts or trying to come after you, he's been around a long time and he knows how to push the right buttons. But I'm here tonight to tell you that enough is enough. Some of you are going to go to another level. You have been manipulated by the devil long enough or God would not have sent me with this word tonight. You're not going to be bound in fear after tonight alright everybody say fear not say God hasn't given me a spirit of fear but a power of love now we ain't talking about the fear and respect of God you better fear and respect God but you and I both know there are people that can't even leave their houses. You and I both know there are people, especially these days, that they're, they're almost become phobic because they see what's going on around them. I'm not saying for you not to be careful. I'm not telling anybody not to wear a mask. I'm not even preaching necessarily about the uh, COVID. I'm just telling you about life. You cannot be controlled by fear and be all that God has desired you to be. Somebody here tonight are watching me. I just hear this in the Holy Ghost. You're not doing what God has. I hear this right now by the Holy Ghost. You've not done what God's told you to do because you're afraid of somebody's words about you if you'll be a failure. But I hear the Holy Ghost saying, quit fearing people and rise up and do what I have called you to do. And I will give you the rage to do it. Glory to God. Everybody say don't fear. Say it again, don't fear. This is going to go down. You cannot operate a church out of fear. You can't operate a marriage out of fear. You can't operate a ministry out of fear. Fear is the exact opposite of faith. Because when you fear, you forget on who's on board your ship. You are not here by yourself. You are here in the presence of God, Jehovah Look at somebody say you ain't going down. All right, y'all with me? Everybody say fear not. Say it again, fear not. This stinking spirit of fear has gripped our world. I told you the other day that the Lord told me that the enemy is trying, and you might have heard of somebody else, I just know what he told me. He is trying to alienate people away from each other and away from God. 
He is trying to cause people, and not just with that, but it has ripple effects. And he lies to people. But even in so many other spectrums, people don't get up and sing because you're afraid of what somebody's going to think. You don't do what God's called you to do because you're afraid. Some of you don't even give like God's called you to give because you're afraid you'll run out of money. I tell you, it's the opposite. You do what God tells you to do, and you won't run out of money. And it gets quiet when you talk about money. Y'all with me? Smile. I love you guys. I hope you come back for the next two nights. You know what? Let me, let me, just, let me just give you a little, a little thing about that. God, I, now I understand it because I was going to talk about it earlier. And it didn't. I'm like, now thank you, Lord. Now I understand. Remember, remember Peter, the cussing sailor? Kind of like some of our members. Oh, it was a joke, everybody. Relax. <laughs> Peter's out fishing. Now, Peter ain't fishing because he likes to fish. He's out fishing because he wants the money. He needs it. That's how he makes his living. He's out all night fishing. Everybody say fishing. fishing. How many of y'all like to fish? Mm-mm-mm. Next time I come, we got to get a boat and go. Oh, thank you both for saying amen. Y'all, y'all did such a great job. Thank you. Did you hear that? She said, I did too. <laughs> Listen, so Peter's, Peter's all night fishing. Now, not with, mm, and, I, and I don't know what kind of fisherman you are, but I, I've never had luck with that lure stuff. It's too much work. I just want to throw my bobber out there or online and, or on the bottom and just watch it. <laughs> Is that lazy? That's just the way I like to fish. Somebody said, what kind of lure? What kind of lure? What are you talking about lure? So Peter's out with the net. He's out fishing all night. Everybody say all night. night. Now he needs the money. He needs the money. He comes back and he's mad. He's mad. He don't have any clothes on. The Bible said... He's mad. He's grouchy. Now we know that ain't none of us. Because we Holy Ghost filled people and we never get grouchy. We wake up in the morning speaking in tongues. Yay, 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 yay. So he's mad. The last person he wanted to meet at the shore was Jesus. First of all, whoops. He has to jump in the water because he done ditched his clothes. I don't know what that's about and I ain't asking. Here, Peter, throws him in because he got back in the ship, so evidently somebody had to throw him something. So the last person, not only is it Jesus, sister, he's got a crowd with him. The whole church came. And they're all gathered there. They're all gathered there. Shall we gather at the river? Because here comes Peter with an empty bowl. And he's mad. And he, oh, anyway. So he comes up and he sees Jesus. Oh, my. And I can hear him muttering under his breath. None of you would ever mutter under your breath. You might be doing that right now. Why are we going to when I come tonight? So I love this. He pulls up to the shore. Oh, I love this. And you, you know he's angry. He's tired. 
It ain't like us. Or, you know, if, we, if you're working not, not very productive, if you don't arrest any criminals, you still get paid. Aren't you a policeman or something? Y'all with me? So here's what Jesus... I like you guys. Jesus steps in the boat. Oh, here we go. He, he's the last... He wants to go home. Even his wife would be better than this. You don't hear much about her, so I just figure maybe there's... So Jesus says to him... Now push away from the shore. And Jesus tells everybody to sit down and he preaches out of the. He uses the boat as a pulpit. And I can see Peter back here muttering. You know he wants to go home. He stinks. He's tired. He had a fruitless night. Maybe some bills are due because we know that he was concerned with money because of some of his testimony. Oh, we're going to have a time before this sermon's over. So Jesus preaches. Peter's back there. Just oh, I can just see it. I, I'm, I can just see it, man. I can see his head down, looking in the bottom of the ship, drawing circles, muttering. Finally, Jesus gets done like my three-hour sermons. And Peter, Peter, he looks, and then he gets up and looks at the crowd and says, go home. Remember the story? Then I love this. Then he turns around to Peter and says, now you. Go back out. Now, wait a minute. I've been out there all night. I've fished all night. I haven't been productive all night. But nevertheless... At your word, I'm going to do it, whether I don't want to do it or not. Goes out, says, now put your net on this side. Cast his net out, gets so many fish, he can't even handle it, has to get help, and he brings home a harvest. Do you know what Jesus was saying? Jesus was saying, you took care of my business, now I'm going to take care of your business. What the devil wants you to think is, if you take care of God's business, you're going to sink. I tell you, it's the opposite. You take care of God's business, and God's going to supernaturally take care of your business. I tell you, the devil's a liar. Can I have 10 more minutes? Sure. Thank you. How about this side? Can I have? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, listen. I'm going to talk to you just for a moment before we close this. Everybody say fear not. The enemy, here's what fear does. Real quickly, I'm going to tell you the story without going to the scriptures. David comes down to meet Goliath. You all have heard everybody preach on this. You know that his brothers are down there. David is the outcast. David doesn't get invited to the parties. When Samuel is there to anoint a king... They, Jesse forgets all about David. Because he's the least, the least likely one to get anything uh, from God like that. So Eliab and the other brothers, they're down at the battle. And God moves on Jesse, sends David to go feed his brothers. You all know this and I'm hurrying. 
Samuel the 17th chapter. So he goes down. When he gets within ear range and they're in the valley, he hears this thundering, booming voice. Send your champion. Let him come out to me. Whoever wins, if I win, you'll serve us. But if he defeats me, we'll serve you. That voice thundered all the way across the valley. And in fact, this is what happened. He had been speaking for 40 days. Everybody say 40 days. Here's the significance. Anything that's 40 days changes your spirit. You, you with me? It gets into your spirit. They're backed against a wall. They're cowering over one man. And it no longer, it no longer became just a challenge. The enemy became intimidating to them. Their fear did not empower Goliath. It emboldened him. It didn't make him any stronger. It just made him braver. I'm telling you that when God's people fear the devil, it doesn't make the devil stronger, but it makes him braver and he'll bring attack after attack after attack. I was in a service one time when there was a demonic presence that was all inside of a woman. I don't mean she was oppressed. She was possessed. And I went up to her and the Holy Ghost started moving. And I remember her face contorted. And a strange voice came out of her. And I said to her, to the demon, I command you to tell me who Jesus is. The voice changed and said, he's my enemy. And then the demon spoke to me and said, this woman is mine. You can't have her. He was trying to intimidate me and all those that were gathered. But I got news for the devil. The greater one is in this house. And we're not going to be intimidated by hell any longer. Some of you. I was preaching. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel an anointing right now. I was preaching about Ephesians. And then the Lord about the, the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God. Everybody say through. Look at your neighbor and say it's not you. And then I went in my spirit while I'm preaching this. This is just a while back and now I've already designed the cover and I'm writing a book about this. Jesus comes on the shore of Gadaria and he meets Legion and the devils speak out of Legion and they said we know who you are because this man would bust the chains and while I'm preaching it came to me and I realized that my personality is I want to tackle head on people I know that I'm sweet I know I'm handsome I'm embarrassed now. I was teasing. I know that I'm a kind person. But certain people get on my nerves. There are some people in Washington that get on my nerves. I ain't kidding. My babies in the NFL get on my nerves. And I've got friends that played in the NFL. I want to tell you that my personality is to confront the person. And then I'm hearing this while I'm preaching this. And the Lord says to, to first, before he deals with the man, he deals with the influencer. 
We want to deal with the influenced before we deal with the influencer. Some of you have influencers that are coming against your life and your family. What you first of all have got to do is not rebuke the person. Get a hold of that spirit by faith and say, I take authority over you. I will not fear you no longer in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, you guys. Give the Lord glory. Do you understand? We want to attack the influenced. Jesus, before he dealt with the man, dealt with the demons. He says, who are you? We are legion for we are many. We're the ones that make it that he can break the chains. We're the ones that cause him to strip off his clothes. We're the ones that cause the whole town to fear. So before Jesus brings salvation to him, he brings deliverance to him. Some of you, the enemy has put in a box because you're fighting the wrong enemy. And the devil wants us to be afraid of him. But I got news. I'm not crazy. I'm not going to attack by myself. But I tell you in the Holy Ghost, I am not afraid of him tonight. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Some of you have some situations. I know this by the Holy Ghost. It is not just a person. It is a demonic attack on your life. And tonight you're going to be free from that. Some of your young people and families that are backslid before they ever come back. Tonight we're going to take authority over the spirits that have got a hold of them. Because we're not afraid of them tonight. We declare that Jesus is Lord. Somebody give God glory right now. Come on, give God glory. The influencer, the influencer will try to intimidate you. Let me hurry and close. Y'all with me? I know God told me to teach you tonight. Now listen. So David comes down. The Bible said Goliath for 40 days had been ushering the challenge. So Goliath has got them backed against a wall because their mind accepted because there's something significant about 40 days when you seek about it so hear it over and over and over some of you have watched so much news you are poisoned by what the world has been telling you you have lost your hope you have lost your joy but tonight I'm telling you that God says do not fear my people I am still God of the universe I will raise up my church I will do what I have declared give him glory this house tonight some of the people that have risen against you are nothing but demonically influenced so David hears Goliath and it ticks him off he gets mad He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine in the congregation of an army of God that are intimidated by the voice of one man? No matter he may be eight or nine feet, ten feet tall, but who is he? Listen, this is what was going on. For 40 days it got into their spirit. Everybody say 40 days. I'm going to challenge you tonight for the next 40 days not to allow things that are fearful to get into your mind. 
This is going to happen. My daddy had cancer. My mother had breast cancer. This runs in my family. I can't help what runs in your family. I know what runs through your blood tonight. And that's the blood of Jesus of Nazareth. I feel an anointing in this house tonight. Glory to God. I feel an anointing in this house tonight. While they for 40 days had been listening to the enemy. David for everybody say how many days? He'd been in the wilderness with God Jehovah writing, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will not fear. That's why the enemy wants to keep you out of church. That's why he wants to keep you out of worship because it fills your heart with joy. It fills your heart with hope. And you don't just hear negativity. You hear what God has to say about it. I feel the Holy Ghost. So instead of being manipulated by his tactics of fear, those guys had heard it. Now, listen, here's what the enemy are doing in closing. Oh, I, I'm telling you, I feel an anointing. He will rehearse to you what he has done to other people. You'll read somebody else's story or their obituary or their family history. Or your family tree. I'm telling you. Listen. Look, watch, look at me tonight. If you never come back tomorrow night. If you never give my, me another dime. Listen to me. I want to tell you. That you're not ordinary people tonight. You are children of the most high God. You are under covenant with God Jehovah. There is a presence around you. That the world does not know. I will not fear. For the Lord is my keeper. I will not fear. Somebody, you're about to go to the doctor and he's going to tell you it's all right. Amen. Amen. I already told you the first night, what separates our miracle? It's not, it's not our need, it's our belief that God did. And this is what I tell the Lord. How about just being honest with God? Instead of trying to explain away why I can't get my miracle, I just, I just try to be honest. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe you, but help my unbelief. Show me your glory. Move me from glory to glory. Y'all with me as I, as I close this? Now here, here's where David was different. Look at somebody and say, you're a spiritual David tonight. Tiptoe through the tulips. I'm just me. I can't fight the devil. He's overwhelming. He's intimidating. He took this one. He did this. He's got our government. He's got our country. He's got this nation. He's got the blah, blah, blah. He's got what he does not have is the keys to the kingdom. Because God gave them to you. more than a song like a mighty army you are the anointed of God tonight I called my mama one day my mom's a wonderful woman what a praying woman then I went and seen her it's a true story I love my mama good effect right here she's oh Dennis good to see you and then the next words was are you okay Dennis you look tired. 
Are you all right? I started saying, well, I thought I was all right. <laughs> I was feeling pretty good till you said that, mama. <laughs> Why? Because life and death is in the power of the... And when you start saying, I'm not going to have this, or I'm going to give up here, or the devil's going to get me, it feeds, it feeds him. It's like backing up when Goliath says, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after your family. I'm coming after your church. I'm coming after your health. But somebody is going to be in the wilderness with God so that when they face Goliath, they won't even hear what Goliath is saying because God's going to be speaking louder. Somebody here tonight is going to go home and tell the devil, I've been in a Holy Ghost meeting. I'm no longer the same. I'm not afraid. So, and this is, this is what Goliath says now. I'm, I'm trying to close. This is what Goliath says. Don't you know who I am? You puppy dog. He's in his mind. You listen. By his words, he's rehearsing by his mouth all of the victories that he's had. Because he's never known defeat. And here is this little boy, 16, 17, whatever he was. And here's this boy that dare challenges because Goliath views him through his eyes of victory. Just like hell would like to say and cancer and other diseases would like to remind you of how many they've taken. But I'm here to remind them of how many that Jesus has healed. I'm here to remind you of how many Jesus has touched. I'm here to tell you that he's still Lord. like dancing some of you would be in jail no offense sir some of you would be prison you'd be dead but you're here because of the grace and glory of God the same God that brought you here tonight is going to give you tomorrow the enemy will always rehearse his victories to you he did it when he came against uh, Jehoshaphat don't you know we destroyed all those other people? Who do you think you are? And then something gets a hold of David. I'm closing. Fear wasn't a factor. He hadn't heard enough of his junk to let it get into his spirit. Some of you are going to have to change your conversation. Birds of a feather flock together. Amen. I've got people, if I hung out with them, I'd be depressed. I wouldn't see, I'm talking about preachers. I wouldn't see miracles. I wouldn't see God moving. Because to them, it's when we all, it's just, oh, we all just going to have to make it. I want to be with men that say, I've been there and I went through it, but God brought me out. I saw the glory of God. Something's in this house. I just feel a spiritual earthquake. I know you ain't shouting. I know you're tired. I understand. But I'm telling you, by the Holy Ghost, something's in this house right now. If I've ever felt this, I feel it right now. So David, Goliath is rehearsing his story. 
So David starts rehearsing his. The same God that gave me the lion and the bear. What's that trying to show you? It's from you move from glory to glory. Don't forget the past victories, no matter how small they may seem to what you're facing right now. Because it's those victories that get you ready for this battle that's about to change your destiny. We got people that never get married again because their first husband and wife was a jerk. And they lived their life in the future by how they lived in the past. So they predicate everything in the future on how bad their past was. Or they think and rehearse how their sickness is. And this is true. This is true. We look around and see who died of it, and then all of a sudden. Fear comes on us. I'm speaking the God's truth tonight. Because I'm I, again, nobody, be, nobody, please, nobody be, nobody, please, don't be offended. Because I've I've lost friends to what's going on. But neither do I, I want to be smart. But neither do I want to live in fear. I, I still get. I, I try to go riding my bike to help lose weight. It knocks me out when people are riding way away from anybody and got a mask on. <laughs> are they in their car <laughs> I, I was in the grocery it's a true story I was in the grocery store and I, I'm, not a, I'm not a skinny man I, I'm trying to but I'm not intimidating and there's this big guy big bodybuilder I know how that feels <laughs> I come through the aisle this is a true story he backs up I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. He, he, if it was possible, he'd have melted into the cans of corn. He, he, he sucked in his gut. I could see fear all over him. Well, I'm not saying don't be careful, but I'm telling you that the devil is trying to rule the world by fear when God says you can be careful, but fear not, for I am with you. The economy doesn't control your finances. God does. So David starts rehearsing the same God. The same God. He didn't give the devil, Goliath, a chance to corrupt his mind. You eat enough bologna, you're going to be full of You listen to the wrong people enough, it'll sap your joy, zap your strength. Listen, I know people whose ministries have been destroyed because people try to tell them you don't have the ability, you don't have the education, you can't do this. Oh, I'm telling you, I believe in all that, but what you need is a touch of God and quit fearing. If God called you to do it, then do it. So David... David listens to his croc long enough. Can I say croc? Yeah. I did anyway. Yeah. Oh, he's arrogant. The devil's always arrogant. 
He's always arrogant. I've destroyed ministries. I've destroyed bodies. I've destroyed marriages. I've destroyed minds. Oh, don't you know you're going to get Alzheimer's? I plead the blood of Jesus against dementia in this place right now. I say if anybody right now, you're already starting to slip off the side. I declare it to come back in Jesus' mighty name. I declare cognitive healing right now tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, I feel that. Got people that won't even fulfill their destiny because they're afraid of what somebody else will say about them. Let me close. So David ain't got time. He only been there a little bit. They've been there 40 days. So they get mad at him for his presumptive attitude. Who do you think you are? I ain't nobody, but I, I've been in the wilderness. I've seen his glory. I read Hebrews 11 chapter. I read where my God opened the Red Sea. Look at your neighbor and say, God's about to open your Red Sea. All right, let's close with this. So David starts reminding him and says this to his enemy. The same God that gave me the lion and the bear is the same God that's about to give me your head. You've discombobulated all of my brothers and all of this army. He didn't judge them, but he saw it. And men that knew how to fight. Because our fight is not because of how great we are. Our fight is because of our faith. And all of those guys that had the training were living in fear. But David had the personal experience. And Andre Crouch said, because if I never had a problem... How would I know that God could solve them? I never know what faith in God would do. But he brought me. Everybody say through it all. So David runs to meet him. Now that's quite, that's, that's, that's wonderful. I'm, and get ready to start the track. We're going to pray. I love this. He picks up five smooth stones. Some people prophesy this or say this, this, five, the, the brothers. I don't know exactly why. All I know is David was not moved with fear, but he recalled what God had done. I challenge the modern church to start recalling what God has done. I challenge us to recall what God did in the great Welsh revival when bars shut down. People wouldn't go to work because they were afraid of going to hell. When revival hit the land. Because God is still God. And he runs to Goliath. Takes the stone. Come on, you guys. You know what happened. Let's it loose. Hits right between the eyes. The place with the helmet. Goliath falls and then he takes the sword. And by prophetic utterance fulfills the word of God. He severs his head off. Ending that man's dominion once and for all. God sent me here tonight to tell you that a spirit of fear has tried to grip people. I'm not, again, I'm not even relating just to what's going on. It's a general spirit. We don't witness like we used to. 
We don't pray for people like we used to. We're afraid they won't get healed. But God's about to do something so powerful that your faith is about to go to another level.